Hello, welcome to Think, Feel, Eat, episode number 18, Pick a Protocol, part three of three. So I'm going to be sharing my screen today and explaining to you the last two protocols in the Pick a Protocol packet. Um, before I do that though, I do want to point out that it is now G January, it is now June 11th, and you have until June 15th, that is Monday, to schedule, you don't have to have it be held, but it has to be scheduled no later than Monday evening is the last day to schedule a uh, coaching consult, a free coaching consult, so that you can get in on the half price coaching packages that I'm offering until next week um, as founding members. So um, between now and Monday, you can go into donnareach.com forward slash coaching and uh, just set up a 30 minute consult. That will be completely free, no pressure, no strings attached. Come on to that consult with me in my Zoom room and we talk about, um, we talk about whatever you wanna talk about, about your goals. I lost my ring, I don't know what I did with it. Took it off to wash my hands. Um, and we talk about whatever you wanna talk about and we see if weight, time management, or life coaching would be right for you with me. And if it is, then you can buy a package for a 16-week package for half price. The very best price that you're going to find on coaching any place. And I would love to take all of the material that you see all over Donna Reish, all over uh, my YouTube channel and my um, podcast episodes and put it all together for you uh, in a weekly accountability scenario, one-on-one. -on -one. So check that out, uh, donnareach.com forward slash coaching. Uh, be sure by Monday night at bedtime, the 15th, you have scheduled a free consult and then the half price option will be open to you after that, whenever, after we have our consult. So, okay, great. Without further ado, I am going to hit it hard today because this is our last pickup protocol. Next week, we're going to go uh, into an important weight loss concept called deciding ahead of time. So for today, we are going to, I'm gonna share my screen and we are going to look at the last, um, the last packet, let me see where it is. Here it is, all right. So here is the pickup protocol. <laughs> pick a pack of pickled peppers. <laughs> I do get just a little bit carried away with my alliterations, but you do remember, you know, hashtag I breathe, I teach, right? I write curriculum. I write books all the time. Every day I write books. Every single day I write books. And um, actually right before I got onto here, earlier today I was writing a writing book, but right before I got onto here, I was working on my new time management work text. It's gonna be an amazing, amazing 200 page probably when it's all said and done and it will be for my coaching clients. Right now I'm using that material with my uh, productivity clients. So it, it'll be one of the options if you choose a coaching package, if you want to do time management, it's called Tell Your Time Where to Go. So I write books every single day. It is what I love to do. And this little booklet here is a recent uh, publication of mine that we've been using here in the um, Think, Feel, Eat, C 
series that I also use with my weight loss coaching clients too. So um, anyway, I do get carried away with my alliteration. See, pick a protocol packet. So, so much fun. I love alliteration. Okay, so um, we are creating the perfect food protocol for you based on the three pillars of the perfect storm of weight loss. Okay, now remember, this is individualized, right? So it's different than if you just uh, join a Facebook group or join a coaching program or join a, a diet program that is already laid out for you. And this is important because we've been talking about the perfect storm of weight loss and the perfect storm brings together three pillars, right? It brings together the food plan, which is the eating protocol, which is a food times and amount. It bring with, brings that together with hunger and cravings, hormones, chemicals, neurotransmitters, all of these things, and brings it together with your thought and emotional management, right? And we don't lose weight in a vacuum. We don't lose weight simply by following a diet. We lose weight and we especially, even more importantly, maintain that weight loss through bringing these three things together. My husband and I have lost over 220 pounds together. We were able to maintain um, almost entirely actually during COVID. To be honest, what happened was we had gained right before COVID on two trips back to back. We were able to take that off, maintain during COVID because of this perfect storm. Because I don't just think about the keto diet or Weight Watchers or macro counting or whatever, although all of those will work, right? I don't just think about that. I think about my food. I think about my times. I think about my amount. I bring that over here. I think about what do those things, what effect do those things have on my insulin, my cortisol, my dopamine, my willpower, my serotonin, my ghrelin, right? What do those all, uh, pillars one and two, have to do with my thinking, with my emotional management, right? With my thought management, my habits, deciding ahead of time, emotional eating, and this is the perfect storm. So we are trying right now to create a food intake calorie deficit, okay? Every weight loss happens through a deficit, okay? Don't forget about the nut test. Somebody who tells you no, it's just plants, ask them to, to, to eat 2,000 calories of peanuts, okay? I'll say, no, that's too much. Too much what? Ask your keto person who can eat 2,000 calories of peanuts, only like 20 net carbs, something like that. Um, they will say, no, that's too much. Too much what? Too much food, too much intake, too many calories. So every um, weight loss begins with a deficit. There isn't a magic pill. I personally love the Plexus supplements. I promote them. I sell them. Um, I talk about them sometimes on my podcast, but they are not magic weight loss pills. They're magic other things, right? Because I completely eliminated my restless legs. My husband completely eliminated, we eliminated all of our prescriptions. I mean, it was just, they're amazing. Uh, they help with my hunger and appetite and cravings, but there's not a magic pill. 
There's not a magic pill that is going to cause us to lose weight. We are going to lose weight when we create a food slash intake slash calorie deficit. Deficit means um, difference, deficit difference. So we need a difference between what we need right now, food-wise, at this weight, to what we need at our new weight. And we want to create that difference. We want to create that deficit without creating over hunger, creating over desire, without increasing cortisol, stress, 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 without decreasing serotonin and joy, some diets just take all the joy out of life, don't they? I know some of those. There's some of those for me. And what takes my serotonin levels down, my joy, my um, uh, happiness, my, so to speak, uh, what takes mine down might not take yours down. What takes yours down might not take mine down. Okay, we want to do this deficit, which is the new way we're going to eat. It's the new way right? The new, whatever that deficit is, that's going to be our life. Okay. So don't choose something you can't do forever um, without eating foods we don't like. Oh my word. I've spent my entire dieting history doing this, eating foods I don't like. thought about that today. I opened my window with watermelon and a ham, shrimp, green bean, and potato stir fry. It was delicious. And I always wanted to like cauliflower because you're supposed to like cauliflower. People who are healthy like cauliflower. People who lose weight like cauliflower. People who get to their goal weight like cauliflower. I hate cauliflower. And I spent many a years trying to like things that I don't like. Trying to make myself enjoy foods that I don't enjoy. All right, so we want to do this deficit, this difference, in caloric intake, in food intake, without eating foods you don't like, without eating over 20% fun foods. Now, this is not because sugar is horrible and you will die if you eat it, okay? There's, that, those are, save that for memes, okay? There's a lot of information that we should reduce our sugar. There's probably wisdom in it, but the real reason we want to eat less than 20% fun foods is because of the cravings that they cause, right? We're going to bring together those three pillars. And one of those is those huge dopamine spikes that we get from eating too many fun foods. We want to do this without taxing our energy, right? How many of us have been on, right? How many of us, hold up your hand, have been on the HCG, 500 calories a day diet? Talk about taxing your energy. Talk about eating food you don't like. Talk about decreasing your serotonin. Talk about increasing your cortisol. <laughs> Talk about creating over hunger. <laughs> they don't create over desire. That's true because there's nothing on it that would cause you to desire unhealthy foods or processed foods. Definitely tax my energy. Without having an empty stomach too much during the eating window, we shouldn't be starving during the eating window. I am stuff from all of that fiber and protein that I had from my first meal. We want to do that without increasing dopamine spikes around hyperpalatable foods. That goes back to this 20% fun foods that we want to keep that in control. We want to do it without disrupting sleep. 
All right, whoa, that is large font. Okay, so guys, this packet is there. It is there for you free of charge just because I love you. And it is called Pick a Protocol Packet. You do have to say it in order to get it <laughs> really fast five times. No, um, it is there at donnerish.com forward slash perfect storm. Okay, all the documents, all the images, all of the graphics, they are all there at uh, donnerish.com. Okay, and it is all, they're all laid out in order. My graphics girl even figure out how to jump down. So if you've already done steps one, two, and three, and you want to go down to step four, you click on step four. The hyperlink takes you down to step four. She's so cool like that. All right, it is amazing. And this is now there for you to download and print. Okay, it's been there for a couple weeks, but I think. All right, so then we have this, this tasks, and here they are, the steps that are listed there. Um, and then um, here is the protocol packet, the, the six protocols. Okay, it also has the weight loss lifestyle 63 macronutrient graphics. Those are really important for you to understand. You need to understand um, macronutrients in order to, to keto diet. You need to understand macronutrients in order to do macronutrient counting. You need to understand macronutrients in order to do low carb and even uh, Weight Watchers, as we're gonna see today, um, because macronutrients make up all calories, proteins, carbs, and fats. Without those, you have no calories, okay? This is a very difficult concept for some people to understand. They think calories are separate from macronutrients. They are not. Macronutrients make up calories. This is what that looks like. I'm gonna go off of sharing for just a second. This is what that looks like. Macronutrients, carbs, proteins, and fats, these are your nickels, dimes, and quarters, okay? That, let it be, let them all be, um, actually it's, um, I don't know a better way to do it. Let's do it that way, okay? Quarters are fats because they cost the most, okay? All right, but let's not really give any value to them. Let's just say three coins, three coins. You put those together and, when, and they make up dollars, right? So without 100 cents, you don't have a dollar, okay? Basically is what it really means, All right? And the same thing is true with macronutrients. The coins make, when you put them together, they make up money. That's what gives us a certain amount of money is these coins, okay? And it's the same with macronutrients. Protein, carbs, and fats make up calories, okay? If you have no money in front of you, you Let's just go with coins. If you have no coins in front of you, you have no money. You have no amount of money. Okay, if we're only talking, if, if, if those three coins were the only currency we had. Okay, no money without the coins. All right, you have no calories without the macronutrients. All right, so when people say, no, 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 I don't do anything with calories, I just eliminated carbohydrates. They have eliminated calories. Okay, they've eliminated one entire. Uh, macronutrient, one entire avenue for compiling um, calories. Now, they're not all equal. They're not all considered the same. There is some truth that they could say, no, I've eliminated carbs because now I'm going to have fewer cravings. Because if you eliminate carbs, you eliminate processed foods for the most part, unless you're eating beef jerky and um, beef jerky, sugar-free products, 
and um, what do they call those things? Pork rind. Okay, so they do different things, right? Like carbs, you can have real carbs, you can have processed carbs, proteins, you can have like fatty proteins, you can have leaner proteins. You know, they do different things in the body, but they all make up calories. All right, so let's dig back into today's list. The first two weeks, which were 16 and 17, the free, yeah, first two weeks, 16 and 17. 16, I did, episode 16, I did the keto life, ketosis, the keto diet, and calories with clear 80-20, okay? Remember that I have talked extensively about how we need two or more boundaries in weight loss, just about always, all right? So with um, keto, usually people com combine keto with fasting, with calories, with clear 80-20, what they're doing, even if they don't fast, which I recommend fasting, for somebody who's doing calorie counting because it's so hard to stay within your calorie limits if you eat all that time. Plus it takes, you've got so much more willpower and you've eliminated all hunger during that time. So you know all the benefits of fasting. I talk about it all the time. All right, um, but here's, here are the two boundaries. They're gonna, this person's gonna calorie count and out of those calories, she's going to have 80% real food and 20% or less in um, processed foods. Okay, then number 17, we, I did macronutrient and no sugar, no flour. Okay, remember every diet works if you work the diet, but they have different things you have to be willing to do. They have different complexity factors and different adherence factors. They have other things like, you know, how much, how many cravings do you have with it? You know, how much hunger do you have? How con this complexity and adherence is super important. Complexity and adherence are two of the problems that people just don't even consider enough at all when they are going on a protocol. They're like, I joined, um, you know, Weight Watchers. And it's like, yeah, do you realize that you have to count every food item you eat, you have to scan it in, you have to do every single point. And if you were really, really getting close to your goal, you're probably gonna have to weigh your food. That's complex, right? But the adherence to Weight Watchers is tremendous. More people adhere to Weight Watchers than almost any other thing. They have more lifetime members, more goal weight members of any uh, protocol out there except for Food Eaters Anonymous or Food Addicts or one of those that they never eat any, anything except for, um, they don't eat any flour or sugar or um, fatty meats or sugar substitutes. They don't eat any, they, they, just, they just only eat a very small, narrow list of foods, right? Adherence is tremendous in some uh, protocols. Complexity, is, is just simple assignment in some things. No flour, no sugar. You never eat anything with flour or sugar ever, 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 except for your one meal a week. No complexity, no counting, no measuring, right? But the adherence is very difficult for a lot of people. So let's look at this week's two protocols. They are going to be, or they are 
calories with low carb, and this is different than keto. We did keto in week six, uh, episode 16. Today, I'm going to do um, low carb. I'm gonna explain just a minute how that's different than keto. And then we're gonna do the Weight Watchers point system, which the way I understand it is now called WW. So um, I'll just, I just put WW. Okay, all right, here we go. Itchy nose. Let's start right over here. Calories with low carb. All right, with calories with low carb, every one of these protocols that has calories as its basis, um, Weight Watchers kind of has calories as its basis, uh, but you don't have to know too much about your calories. You just put in your weight and stuff and they give you your points. Kind of the same idea. But everything that has to do with um, calories, whether it, calorie counting, okay, um, whether it is macronutrients, calories with low carb, calories with 80-20, calories with, uh, yeah, with 80-20. In all of those instances, you have to count calories, right? And remember, the boundaries are different. Like if you do no flour, no sugar, they are, you don't have to count calories with no flour, no sugar, because they are cutting out so many food groups that so many foods that it automatically creates a deficit for you. That is why people who do food and addicts and bright line and overeaters anonymous, that is why those people do not have to count calories. Now bright line, I know they have like uh, one serving of grain, one serving of protein, half a serving of fat, you know, they have, um, a little bit different way of counting, but they don't have to count calories. And those programs do not have to count calories because they are creating the deficit in another way. All right, but with calorie counting with low carb, you are creating the deficit with your calorie counting. So it is going to be a certain level of calories and you can go to a macronutrient calculator, you can go to a calorie calculator online and you can put in your weight and so forth, and it'll spew out your calories. Now, um, just as a, as a generality here, there's some things you have to remember when you are using these kind of online calculators and things. One thing you have to remember is that you can't double dip. So you don't pick on the protocol very active. And then also, when you're keeping track of your calories in MyFitnessPal, use the exercise calories too. Do you see how you're double dipping? It's like you are, um, you are saying, okay, I get these extra calories for exercising according to the calculator. So it automatically put them in. And then you're also saying, oh, when I did my exercise in MyFitnessPal my or on my, um, whatever you call those things, uh, Fitbits or smartwatches or whatever, it's giving me more calories for working out. But you already chose the calorie le level for working out. All right. I also think that some of those working out calorie levels that those things give you are assuming that you are a construction worker or that you do CrossFit six times a week for an hour. I would be very, very careful. Uh, about including your exercise calories for a number of reasons. For one thing, calories can be off by 10 to 40% when you count calories. Okay, I'm not against it, I do it, 
but I also realize that it is not an exact science. Of course, nothing is, right? If you're counting for keto, if you're counting carbs, um, you're counting points for Weight Watchers, nothing is an exact science. The most exact science that you can get is to have no flour, no sugar ever, okay? <laughs> right, because then you are eliminating foods, you are keep, keeping your dopamine spikes down, you're doing everything, all with that, okay? It's very hard to do, but if you can do it, you'll get fantastic results. Okay, so I really um, warn my clients not to include exercise that much. All right, number of reasons. Number one, calories can be off by 10 to 40%. Research is showing that sometimes calorie counting is off by 40%. At the very least, I mean, it's probably like 10% at the very least. Number two, if you are not measuring your, weighing your food on a food scale, but you are using measuring cups and measuring spoons or you're eyeballing or you're using the hand method or the thumb method or whatever, um, you're, it's unreal how off those are. Like I started out doing that with macros, then I got a scale, food scale, and I, what I thought was one tablespoon of peanut butter was two and a half tablespoons when it was measured by grams, All right? So number one, calories are off. Number two, um, the fitness uh, calories that you burn are not always accurate. Number three, we have a tendency to underestimate our calories and overestimate our movement, okay? It's been proven in research and it's not because we're bad people, it's just because we're optimistic. <laughs> Optimism is better than bad. <laughs> All right, so, and number four, I, this is a big reason that I, with my weight loss clients who are like over 50, is that we're making assumptions that we can do those particular hard exercises forever. And sometimes our bodies just do not cooperate. I've had a couple of injuries in the last two years that um, made it hard. Like I, I, now I'm back to my weight training and stuff, but I went down with my daughter today to do my weight training. And she was like, I cannot believe how much you can do with your arms. I cannot believe how strong you are in your arms. And I was like, remember for six months, I went down there for 16 months, did my strength training five days a week. More than half of that, at least eight months, I couldn't do any lower body because I had done a cartwheel on my 55th birthday and injured my hamstring. And I could not do any lower body exercises for eight months. So I just think that it's really overly optimistic to assume that we can keep that level of movement up. I think we should do everything in our power to move. I think we should exercise all the time, but I don't think we should do it for weight loss. I think we should do it for self-integrity, for habits, for dopamines, I mean, for serotonin and oxytocin. I think we should do it for um, the feel good, uh, process that comes through exercise. I think we should do it because it forms habits. I think we should do it because it builds confidence. I think we should do it because it builds muscle and muscle burns calories. I think we should do it because it burns body fat. I think we should do it because we look better. I think we should do it because we feel better. I think we should do it because we can wear smaller clothes. I think we should do it because it's the number one factor in aging well but I don't think we should do it for weight loss. And I especially don't think we should count our calories based on that.
So, um, you know, if you get a, like a macro coach or something like that, and you are really, really, uh, you know, a body, you know, a bodybuilder, that's different. All right. So let's go into our calories with low carb. Okay. Do, do not do eat whatever you want as long as it is within your calorie deficit and it has between 50 and 100 net grams of carbs for the day all right now uh, that's net so when you do this you are going to be counting your net carbs usually that is what carb counters and keto people do they, they take the total carbs they subtract fiber and sugar alcohols, not sugar. Don't subtract sugar. They said because they say that those go through the body undigested or through. They don't count as much. If you're, they do count for calories, so that gets a little bit tricky. Um, but you can eat whatever you want as long as you make your calorie deficit. So whatever your calories say, 1,300, 1,400, 1,500, whatever they say per day, and as long as it has between 50 and 100 net grams of carbs total for the day. Okay. And that can be varied. I did not lose a lot of weight on 100 net grams of carbs a day. I wasn't counting calories though, so I wasn't creating a deficit all the time, but I did heal my body of prediabetes. So um, you do eat a lot of lower calorie foods in order to fill you up, right? You're gonna do this anyway. This is one of the pillars. One of the pillars is eating foods that fill us up, that fill our stomach up, that tell our ghrelin we're full, I mean, that tell our leptin that we're full, that tell our ghrelin, you know, that we're full for a while, so it doesn't go down for a long time, so ghrelin doesn't start screaming at us, that we're hungry again, that the, the more fibrous, you know, fluffy, the three Fs, fluffy, fibrous, fluffy, and fluidy. Speaking of alliteration, uh, they fill us up, so we're going to eat a lot of that on any diet that we want to lose weight on, but especially with low calorie and low carb. Okay, no fun foods are reserved. So you know how in the other protocols, it's one fun food a day sometimes. Um, with this one, it's not because it's already built into your 50 to 100 net grams of carbs a day. So if you have 100 carbs a day, you might save 25 of those for a candy bar. If that's what you want, right? Um, and then you would have 75 carbs for your fruits and vegetables, potatoes, starches, rice, grains, things like that. All right. Um, so you don't eat any fun foods. You do eat however many calories you're supposed to, and you do eat no more than 100 carbs. You do eat low sugar, low flour, low fat, while still maintaining your carb limit. Those foods, sugar, flour, and fat, they cost too many calories. Okay. And also with this, another thing that's really important to note, and this is where I see so many people not losing weight with low carb, and that is they don't count calories, they just count carbs, and they eat keto foods, okay? Do you know, remember what Think 16 said? Keto is 75% fat. Do you remember what Lay Weight Loss Lifestyle number 63 said about macronutrients? Fat is nine calories per gram. So if you are trying to eat low carb and you eat keto, so you eat the bacon, the steak, the pork rinds, the black olives, the avocados forever, bacon grease, butter, ghee, olive oil, coconut oil, coconut. You eat all of those 
uh, high fat, sugar-free candies and things like that, you are going to go over your calories and you are going to have a calorie surplus, which is a deficit is a difference. A surplus is too much and you will not lose. And I, I just want to shout it from the mountaintops to people. When I see people on low carb eating keto foods, I just want to scream at them, stop eating healthy fats. We don't need that many fats, right? If you do macronutrient counting, you'll have certain amount of carbs, certain amount of proteins, certain amount of fats, healthy fats, a healthy amount. But when you do keto, you eat 75% fat. And that translates over into no other approach because it's too calorie dense. All right, you must be willing to measure and plan every bite of food. Remember, keto gets its deficit by cutting out an entire macronutrient. With calories and low carb, we're not cutting out an entire macronutrient, right? We are cutting out, cutting down calories by having more balanced macronutrients, but looking especially at carbs because um, people who want to do this, for example, want to limit their processed foods. And this is one way you can do that. Carbs are not bad for you. I eat a lot of carbs. I, today I ate potatoes already, potatoes, watermelon, and green beans. I ate three carbs already today. Um, and I will have, what do I have on the agenda tonight? Oh, I'm having a baked potato. And I will have cream cheese, low-fat cream cheese whip. And I'll probably have some animal crackers or something like that with my whip. So I can't remember what I wrote down. Um, carbs in themselves are not bad. The reason you might want to do this approach is because it will decrease your um, processed foods automatically, magically, okay? All right, carbs are healthy. All right, you must be willing to measure and plan every bite of food. You must be willing to eat mostly real foods. You must be willing to eat from all macronutrients, but prioritize low carb. You must stay on 95% of the time with one fabulously fun food meal per week. Um, and the rest of the time you're on here and you're just folding any special things that you do into this 50 to 100 net grams of carbs. The nice thing about this is that uh, why this and not just regular calorie counting, if you just calorie count without any other boundary in place, then that's when you're gonna start eating the junk. But when you calorie count with 80-20, 80% real, 20% uh, processed or fun foods, or you calorie count with low carb, you have another barrier. You have another boundary, I mean, another boundary built in to keep you from eating junk food. It's really, really good for that. Okay, you will probably want to fast 16 to 18 hours a day in order to limit your total caloric intake. This is somewhat complex because you're gonna measure food and count every calorie and every carb. So you're counting two things at once, Right, so you're gonna count your calories on one hand, and then you're gonna check the carb, the net carb counts of everything, so you have two totals going all the time. It's a little bit complex. Adherence is high though, right? Like the reason it's high is because you have this 150 to 100 net grams of carbs. It's just enough carbs to let you have potatoes and apples and watermelon, those are my favorite things, can you tell? Um, 
and uh, maybe a, a pasta here and there. It's enough to maybe let you have a candy, a regular candy bar here and there, um, a small ice cream cone. I mean, it's, it's enough that it's enough carbs that you can work in some processed carbs. You can work in some healthy carbs like the potato, sweet potato, those kind of things, fruits especially. You can work those in and still stay at your calorie level. Okay, so that's the beauty of it. So the adherence is pretty high. It's pretty good. You have a pretty good budget to work with, especially if you have 100 carbs. But again, that's not your only criteria because you're also going to use your calories. And the allotted carbs make it possible. Ah, this person, this is why I always tell my students when because I teach from my books, you know. So I tell my students, this person is as smart as I am. Because I was the one who wrote the books, they, they get tired of it. But anyway, this person here is as smart as I am. The allotted carbs make it possible to enjoy a treat most days. All right, here we go. We are going to run out of time again. All right, so other, this is good for someone who has counted calories successfully before. It's good for someone who doesn't mind measuring and counting everything and budgeting. It is inexpensive. There are very few special foods needed. On keto, you're buying all this keto food, right? On low carb, you just buy your apples, buy your watermelon, buy your meat, buy your eggs, buy your, um, you know, if you want pasta one meal, buy that. If you want a candy bar, buy that, right? Um, you can use like sugar-free things and stuff like that, but they're going to cost you a lot of calories. Like sugar-free candy bars, they're going to cost you a lot of calories. You may as well use your calories and carbs for the real thing. <laughs> All right, cravings can be high if your carbs are used for junk food each day. If you take your 100 carb budget and you use 25 of them for, you know, something that you want that's sugar or whatever, um, small ice cream cone or something, and then you use the other 75 carbs for real foods, your cravings will be low, relatively low. But if you use all 100 of them for junk food, your, your dopamine is going to be spiked and you're going to want pasta, 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 um, candy, 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 cake, 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 right? <laughs> all right. And this is actually easier on cortisol levels, your stress levels, um, because it's not such an extreme approach. Can be more joyful. All right, let's move over to Weight Watchers. All right, Weight Watchers point system is they have three plans, blue, green, and purple, and they are based, and each one has a certain allotment of free foods. And I'm gonna be talking about the Weight Watchers food list in two weeks. After next week, I'm gonna do decide ahead of time next week. And then the next week I'm going to do, I'm gonna, inc I'll incorporate the food list a little bit next week, but um, then uh, I'm going to be giving you a whole packet of food lists, which is really helpful. Um, so instead of calories, they have, they assign points to everything. If you've done Weight Watchers before, where you had the little brownie bites that only cost two points and you had 25 points, so you were like, yeah, brownie bites all day. All right, that's not how it is anymore. Weight Watchers is way healthier than it used to be. Now that little brownie bite will cost you eight out of 23. They are bringing in a boundary for you. They are bringing in boundaries for you. They are creating barriers for you. Weight Watchers is doing it for you. All right. So now it is based on the amount of fiber that's in food. Check. The amount of protein. Check. You get, you get preferential points for fiber and protein, which is what I'm trying to get you to do anyway, right? Um, and you, uh, um, it is kind of based on low fat. So that would be one downfall of it is that it might be too low in fat. 
in macronutrients, you determine your fats. If you need more fat to feel good, then you determine it. In Weight Watchers, they, they're determining it for you, and it's pretty low fat, especially like um, one of my clients has PCOS. It's really pretty low fat for her. Um, so, and a little, you know, so she has, she was going back in to try the low, lower carb, higher fat. They do have different protocols. All right, so with the Weight Watchers point system, you do eat within points every single day. You don't have fun foods, like one fun food a day because you just build it in. You use your points for that, but it's expensive, right? So if you were to have a candy bar, I don't think you could afford it, right? I think it's, I don't know, it's probably 10 or 15 of your 23 points. It would be, uh, they really, really prioritize healthy foods now. Okay, you uh, do have one meal a week built into the system with weekly points that you can use for one meal or you can spread it out however you'd like. Most of the people that I've seen in the Weight Watchers groups, they use it for a, like a Mexican meal out, you know, a steakhouse with bread. They use all of those like 30 or 40 extra points just for that meal, which it would literally take all of them if you were going to have um, bread and dessert. It might even be too much. <laughs> Don't use exercise points. Again, the same idea as the calorie counting, unless you are an extreme exerciser. Eat a lot of lower calorie foods in order to fill you up. You must eat fruits, vegetables, egg whites, just like any other calorie-based healthy approach. Any healthy approach to weight loss is going to have you eating those foods, um, except for keto, and then it would just be more like the egg whites and um, yogurt and uh, low, um, uh, high fat, no sugar yogurts and stuff like that. All right, eat a lot of protein and fiber to help fill you up. Eat low in sugar, low in fat, low in flour. Again, just like the um, calorie counting one, they cost too much. All right, don't eat uh, too many low-cal, sugar-free, WW, smart choice foods, as even if they're low in points, they can cause cravings and they're not as filling as real full food. So you're gonna get this, you know, Weight Watchers thing and it's gonna be like a bar and you're gonna be like, oh, it only cost four points, it was so worth it. And then you eat two of them, next thing you know, you want more and more sugar, right? Um, plus they just, they just get expensive. Real food is way cheaper point-wise, way cheaper. As a matter of fact, Weight Watchers has a free food list right? And the free food lists are like fruits and vegetables and things like that. And they don't cost you any points. Again, they are prioritizing real foods. They're prioritizing healthy foods. I'm actually pretty impressed with Weight Watchers. Um, if I, if I, yeah, the thing I don't like is the fat. I feel like it's a little low on fat. All right, so you must be willing to measure and plan every bite of food, put it into your WW calculator. You must be willing to eat mostly real foods. You must be willing to eat from all macronutrients, but prioritize low fat. You must be willing to stay on it all the time. You use your weekly points for special occasions. You don't go off and on. Really, that needs to be how we live all the time, guys. Right, I mean, can go off for a weekend away, we can go off for a vacation. Um, but, uh, you know, one free, one fun food, a meal a week. Uh, but they take, all of those things take us out of a deficit. So you have to ask yourself, do I want to out of my deficit and not lose? Fast 16 to 18 hours, 
a day in order again to limit that caloric intake. The complexity of Weight Watchers is somewhat high because you are measuring foods and counting every point. Now the WW tools do make it easier. I think it's might be $20 a month. I'm not exactly sure how much it costs to, to join and use their tools. I should have looked that up. I forgot I was going to do that. I know that there's something else called Bites um, that some people who use that's like only $5 a month or something. And it, instead of counting points, they count bites. It's the same idea, um, but it's less expensive and there's less support and tools you know, fewer support and tools than there are in Weight Watchers because you pay more, you pay what you get what you pay for. Okay, uh, adherence is high in Weight Watchers if you fill yourself up with low calorie, low point foods. Um, you always have your weekly points to look forward to and that also makes adherence easier, right? You're going to adhere to something if you to me, I adhere to something better if I know I can have something a little something that I love each day. If I can eat foods that I like, and if I have a way to have a donut on National Donut Day, if I have a way to go to a steakhouse, if I have a way to have chips and salsa at the Mexican restaurant once a week or whatever. Not, I mean, you know, one of those things a week, right? All right, this is good for someone who is successfully. Oh, sorry. All right, guys, let me try to do that again. Got really small, didn't it? All right. Um, there. It's good for someone who has successfully counted calories before um, because it's, it's very similar to it. And you'll start to, like, it'll start to bring back to you, oh, yeah, I always ate, I always opened with a, a lettuce salad with fat-free dressing and chicken on it because it always filled me up. It'll start to come back to you because it'll be very similar. Um, it is good for someone who doesn't mind measuring and counting everything. Uh, it's moderately expensive. The Weight Watchers membership per month, I don't think sounds very bad, uh, but when you buy special lower calorie foods, baking mixes, sugar-free foods, et cetera, to get the most bang out of your Weight Watchers points, that can start to add up. Um, it is good for someone who has trouble with typical processed food. If you can't eat a lot of processed food already because it makes you sick or you just don't like processed food or you are a real food person, then Weight Watchers is really good because those cost you too many points anyway. And Weight Watchers causes you to make better choices. It's easier on your stress levels and your cortisol. And again, it can be too low fat, um, high carb for some women. Okay, when I say high carb, Again, I don't not saying that carbs are bad. I'm just saying that when a protocol, like if you do your macros and you put in that you want high carb and low fat, and you take your fat grams down to like 20 a day or some or 30 a day, uh, usually like 20 or 25 a day, and your carbs are higher, it's not so much that the carbs are bad if they're real carbs. Their carbs are great. It's that your fat is so low that that can cause problems for some women, especially women with PCOS, childbearing, that kind of thing, they need more fat. We, uh, empty nesters, we don't need so much fat. <laughs> All right, so there you have it, guys. Our last two protocols and um, just the big picture of this and how this all comes together to create your protocol that you can stay on. 
right? Out of all six of these protocols, the very, very best one might not be one of those, but the very, very best one is the one you're going to stay on. Not for a short period of time, but forever and ever and ever and ever, right? I mean, there's so many days my husband and I look at each other and we're like, this is our life. This is how we live now. This is what we do. We're, we both want to lose 20 more pounds, but we look at each other and we're like, we can't do anything but this. This is how we are going to live to stay the sizes that we are, to stay the weights that we are, to lose more weight, to be the health level that we want as we age. This is it. This is our life. And coming to that, you know, realization is very difficult to do if you hate what you're eating, if you hate your protocol, if you can't stay on it, right? If your thoughts are constantly, why do I have to do this and sabotage? And, you know, you have so many negative thoughts around it, right? You can't outthink a diet you hate. I mean, you can if you do a ton and ton of thought work. But all of those factors from the three pillars are going to be coming at you. And you're going to be going, this gives me no joy. This stresses me out. So how much better is it to choose a protocol that you can do all the time that does give you satisfaction, that does give you joy, that does give you your fun foods in um, small amounts, that does doesn't spike your dopamine and make you go crazy for sugar and sweets and processed foods. That's simple and you can stay on, right? I, I hesitate to say simple because some people love complex. Like I do macronutrient and calorie counting and I don't really mind it that much. I kind of like that. I mean, the, the machine does it for me. It's not like I'm doing advanced math or anything, but um, I kind of like it. I, I'm a complex kind of person. I like complexity. I like complexity, especially because the, the, since it's, although it is a more complex system, the adherence is easier for me. Because once I get my protein in, I can choose anything as long as it's within my calories. All right, guys, this is Think, Feel, Eat, episode 18. Next week, decide ahead of time. We are going to walk through the steps of deciding ahead of time for your big picture as well as for your day-to-day. -day. And um, it is phenomenally life-changing, all right? So I hope you'll join me. In the meantime, don't forget to hop on over to DonnaReach.com forward slash coaching before Monday, June 15th to get your consult. Now, the consults are always available all the time. You can go to that even if you listen to this after June 15th, but you have to have your consult scheduled um, by Monday night. You have to have schedule your consult by Monday night, it can be any time after that, but you have to schedule it by Monday night to get the half price package on a 16-week coaching package. All right, I will see you next week in Think, Feel, Eat, episode number 19, Decide Ahead of Time. Watch your inbox, subscribe to DonnaReach.com to get everything uh, via email as well. See you later, thanks.